Welcome to Brand Appeal, where we talk about brand storytelling in the digital age. Today, I am talking with Jen about TikTok and whether or not it's a place for businesses. Jen, if you could tell me what it is do you want to be known for? Ooh, what I want to be known for. I own Keyheart Marketing. Um, we are a social media marketing agency, and we uh, want to be known for TikTok management. We do Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok for um, service-based B2C clients. And um, whenever I first started my company, we just did Facebook and Instagram. It was 2018. Even up until like before the pandemic, I was at um, conferences and people were asking about TikTok for business and it just like was not a thing. It was like, no, like you don't need to put your business on TikTok unless your ideal customer is like 15. And then of course, <laughs> once the pandemic hit, everybody went home. TikTok became this huge place for people of my age and older. I don't know about you, but like my parents are on TikTok. Like it's like a pretty common place because there's so much for so many people there. It used to be like this dancing app for kids and it's just not anymore. And there's so, it's so much entertainment and education. And so that's what we are doing and want to be known for is the company that is putting businesses on TikTok. I like that. The company puts putting businesses on TikTok. Yeah. I, I mean, I almost break down and get a TikTok profile because I'm hearing about it more and more. Now, where are you located? I'm in San Antonio, Texas. Okay, so here in Canada, I'm not sure if you know this, but here in Canada, we have a political party that is the is our third political party federally. And the leader of that party is huge into TikTok. That's and he's awesome. got, and this has helped him bag the younger demographic as, as a voting public. And uh, he's got some pretty interesting TikToks. So I'm like, but it's working for him. Um, yeah. And if I it, guess it if he's been, on there, other businesses could be on there as well. So. Oh yeah. It's been really cool and really fun. We've gotten some really great results for clients and it, there's like kind of a culture to it. And that might be why you don't understand why some of his videos are the way that they are. But that's part of it as a business is that to be on TikTok, you have to be a part of the culture. And then being a part of the culture makes it why it's so cool that a business is on there because it, you understand the culture and it, you've integrated yourself into it. And so it's part of building community and building relationships. And you know, organic social media is a lot of brand building. And so that's really what we're doing. Let's talk about that community and that brand. So what types of brands would work really well on TikTok? Because I can't see a bank. Being, oh, being totally that. good. <laughs> okay. So what types of branding would a brand need to have or be a part of their branding culture to be on TikTok? For somebody to hire my company where they would need to be is different than where somebody who wanted to be on TikTok would need to be. Business wanted to come in. They're not just going to jump in. They need someone like you to guide them through how to connect with people on TikTok. What kind of branding imaging would they need to be in order to yeah. succeed? I mean, you should know who you are, what your values are, who your customer is, 
um, who you're trying to reach, but also like you need to be able to make fun of yourself. And that's really what TikTok is about. And it's not that you have to be throw caution to the wind and like not care about your moral values as a company, but like one of the brands that, that's doing the best on TikTok right now is Duolingo. And their videos are doing so well because they've like embraced this idea of their owl. Do you, are you familiar with Duolingo? It's a, um, it's a language app that you learn. Like I've been learning Spanish on Duolingo for like a year. And so it's just, they have this little green owl mascot. And so all of their videos are just this green owl mascot doing things. And sometimes he's like talking about learning a new language. And sometimes he's just like more so relating to it the TikTok culture and the millennial culture. So we work with all different kinds of companies. We have lawyers on TikTok. We have counselors on TikTok. We have plumbers and HVAC people on TikTok. I don't think that the industry matters because any you can put any industry on TikTok. Um, it, we, have, we work with the EDC, just like a city basically. So that part doesn't matter. It's more of just like being okay with it laughing at yourself and having a good time and fitting in with the culture and relating to your ideal customer in a way that makes it either entertaining or educational or both and makes people want to engage with your video. Okay. So what kind of things does a business, like let's say a business comes to you and they're not really familiar with the whole TikTok culture. What kind of things are you going to ask them to do in order to be on TikTok? So they can be as involved or uninvolved as they want. Um, if they are more involved with our video process, we definitely get better results because it's so much more part of them. You know, it's a, an extension of them. Be If you were just trying to get on TikTok, if you're just a business that is looking to get on TikTok, the first thing I would say is get on the app, spend time strategically, because otherwise you'll get sucked into a rabbit hole, but maybe 30 minutes a couple times and uh, go and search for other businesses in your industry, see what they're doing, get a feel for what's going on in the app, the conversations that people are having. The algorithm on TikTok is super smart. So it like immediately molds to what it knows that you like. So like the, the videos that I'm shown are completely different than what my husband's shown. And like, we laugh sometimes cause I'm like, I don't ever even see those guys and they're so big on his and I don't see them. So the algorithm is really specific. But that's why it's important too to look at what other people in your industry are doing so that you can get a feel for how businesses are showing up already. If there was somebody that is working with us, what we do is get to understand what they do, come up with a list of hooks and video ideas that we want them to record for us. Um, some of them including just like things around the office or you know, out on a job or just like you on a video that we can then add text and add music to and do all these other things. Those are the two ways that I would have people start with it. How does someone build a following on TikTok? Is it different than um, we do on LinkedIn or Twitter? So the reason that we have prioritized TikTok, and I don't think I've said this yet, but this is like my biggest TikTok point is that the organic reach is unlike any other platform right now. So like Twitter has been around since early 2000s. Like if you were to start a Twitter account right now, probably nobody would see it. Nobody would see anything that you posted. Um, the same thing with the Facebook account, right? If you start a Facebook account, you can invite like your friends, but it would be really hard to reach people who are outside of your 
work without spending money on ads. On TikTok, your first video is probably gonna reach about a thousand people. So you get opportunity right from the beginning. And then after that, different than other platforms, what you're seeing in your feed are not necessarily people that you're following. They're videos that the algorithm thinks that you might be interested in. The opportunity to reach new people is there every single time that we post. And that's why we've been able to see virality with our clients right when they start, because to, like if people start engaging with our video, it'll be shown to tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people. So it's really unique that without paying money for ads, you can get in front of so many people. What kind of things do people engage with? We find that people engage with controversial statements or stands on things and not necessarily like, you know, around politics or religion, but more around something that we had a HVAC company who said something about like turning the temperature way down when you leave and turning it way up makes it a lot harder on your furnace and costs you more money. And so like that statement just had so many people have an opinion about it that we were able to get almost 100,000 people to see the video and engage with it. And then we were able to kind of jump off of that and answer questions that people were saying. We had the opportunity to get people to trust us and know us and like us based off of this one video. And um, we've also had videos for our divorce lawyer around celebrity divorce. So finding a topic that a lot of people are interested in that mm -hmm. aligns with our client um, has given us the opportunity to to get virality on our videos on TikTok and on Instagram. So we also post on Reels and we've seen over a million views on this video about celebrity divorce on Reels because it's a topic that people like and are interested in. So you're never gonna know what video is really gonna hit right, but it's it's really about encouraging engagement with whatever the topic is. <laughs> and sometimes that's just a call to action like, answer this question or follow us for more or what are your thoughts on this or something like that that can help with engagement but we're always looking to get like that higher level of engagement of people commenting or people sharing the video that really in turn um improves the amount of views and that the video is getting can can you link outside of like let's say you want to put a link to your website can you do that on TikTok where you can't do that on linkedin or no so instagram um, so Instagram, you do have a link in your bio. On TikTok, you can't put links like on your videos or anything unless you're paying for ads. But after you have a thousand followers, you can put a link in your profile. But you also, from the very beginning, can link your Instagrams. If you wanted to send people, it's a little bit, there's a little bit of resistance, but you could send them to your Instagram to a link in your bio, which I've done before. I've also... Can you explain the difference between TikTok and Instagram? Why would I want to go to TikTok instead of Instagram? Okay, so like I said at the very beginning, our focus is Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. And the reason that we focus on those three channels is because I see all of them as being pretty integral as part of social media goes. If you own a B2B business, LinkedIn is super important. Like for me, my client are businesses, so LinkedIn is really important for me. My customers that I work with, their customer is a consumer. And so that's why we focus on those three platforms. The reason we focus on Facebook is because Facebook is one of the biggest advertising platforms that there is. And so if my clients ever want to run ads for any reason, we need a presence on Facebook and having a presence um, that we're already posting on, that we already have community on. And not only that, in Facebook groups, people tag 
professional services all the time and my customers are professional service providers. Um, that's what we used Facebook for. It's not a platform to grow organically. It's not really a platform to even have our content be seen. It's very hard to be seen um, on Facebook, but that's what we use it for. We use Instagram as a place to nurture our community. And we also use Instagram as a place to grow community. Um, Instagram has our hashtags that make it really easy for us to find other people in the area who are posting and active. Um, we do giveaways on Instagram. We do um, partnerships on Instagram. Um, and then we use Instagram Reels to really get reach on our on our on our accounts, and we're repurposing our TikTok videos to do that. Mm -hmm. So Instagram, like if you post a static post on Instagram, I would say 99% of the people that see it are your followers, and it's probably even a small percentage of your followers that are seeing that. But if you post a reel, most of the people that see it are not going to be your followers. Um, it's still just not an easy platform to grow organically. Facebook and Instagram are connected, so there's still a ton of advertisers on Instagram. And Instagram has like, they're like always trying to be what everybody else is, you know? And so they're taking on, there's constantly changing, they're constantly adding new features, they're constantly doing all of these things. It makes it hard to keep up. I think that's a Facebook thing. That's definitely a Facebook thing. Cause when you look at Facebook, it is no longer just a place to connect with your friends and family. Yeah. It is a marketplace. It is a dating app. It is a event mm -hmm. site. Any new thing that comes up that people are interested in, Facebook makes a version of it. Yeah, and Facebook is really big on pushing the metaverse. And that's what, I mean, they changed their name to Meta and they're really, um, that's gonna be like their next big push. Um, and so we use TikTok because like I mentioned, there's a lot less advertisers. So there's a lot of space for organic, um, uh, reaching people organically. So we don't have to pay money in order to reach the people that we're trying to reach. Video content is really the direction of social media in general. We see that Instagram has moved to mostly video content. Facebook already had that um, where people are just sharing YouTube videos and now Facebook has taken reels on. Um, of course, there's Facebook stories that have video and then lives have always been big on, on Facebook. So video is just the direction of social media. Mm -hmm. And that's another reason that we really prioritize um, TikTok. You were talking about Facebook's metaverse. What do you think of the Facebook metaverse? Why is it important? I mean, the metaverse has been around for a while. So why is it all of a sudden this big thing? First of all, some of the richest people who kind of run everything are really pushing for this and constantly talking about it. And then you see like the rise in NFTs and cryptocurrency and everything's kind of like going into this direction of not existing in our physical landscape, but existing instead on the internet. The direction of Web3 is like where we're no longer relying on these third party platforms and third party data to give us what we want. Like right now we have to pay Facebook in order to reach the people that we want to reach. But with Web3, we take back that control with having our own platform. So I think all of that kind of plays into this metaverse idea. I mean, I'm sure that it's coming. It's not something that I'm spending a lot of time focusing on. And sometimes I think that I should, but I also am just focusing on what's right in front of me and what I can do for my customers right now. And that's an important thing because the metaverse is like out there yet. I was having a conversation yesterday about metaverse though and about the fact that brands want are trying to figure out how they can make money by selling products on the metaverse. For my generation, buying something that's virtual um, is kind of an odd thing. 
what do you think like how comfortable are you spending money on something that doesn't really exist to give it to an avatar like at this point our money doesn't really exist you know it like exists in this other like just a bank that we then transfer this idea of funds anyway so it's i don't think it's like super far off from where we're at right now it just feels uncomfortable because it we're not as used to it, but it's the same as when social media first started. That was a really weird idea too. And I think yes. that it's just something that we evolve into and because everybody else is doing it and because it's the way that life is going, it just becomes, I don't know if second nature is the right thing, but like it just becomes a part of our life. So when it comes to social media and everything changing and everything, I mean, it's so rapid. It's mm -hmm. you tune out for a minute and you're behind. How do yeah. you stay up to date? Like, how do you, how does a company ensure that they know, don't get overwhelmed? Yeah. I mean, we have kind of an advantage because it is the only thing that we need to focus on. <laughs> Whereas like somebody who's running a business shouldn't be spending their time focusing on what's changing on social media. That is our focus. We have the time, the time to do it. I do, the, the people that work on my team are all people who, love social media that's why they work in this industry some of them have more of a focus on TikTok. some of them have more of a focus on instagram some of them have more of a focus on just general pop culture and the way that social is going and so having all of them to help bring things to my attention and all of us to bounce ideas off of of like hey did you see this did you see this like this new thing's happening is really helpful. So it's not just one person trying to keep up, it's how many of us, six of us combining brains. So I feel like that helps a lot. <laughs> that would help tremendously. Yeah. I, yeah. as a solopreneur, I find it very hard to keep up with all yeah. of the platforms. I mean, I just tell my clients, pick one to focus yeah. on engaging with, and then mm -hmm. we'll just broadcast on the rest. Yeah, um, definitely, definitely. When you're engaging on TikTok, does your client, do your clients go in and have to find things that they are interested in in order to build that following? No, we spend time engaging with accounts like who could be their ideal customer, but that isn't super important for TikTok right now because like I mentioned, like there's such an advantage to it right now. There's just, there's organic reach that's unlike any place else. So I feel like it's like less work than anything else trying to get reach on because it, it's kind of given to you you know you just if, as long as you're posting content that people are interested in then you'll be able to find the right person part of what social media is is a reflection of culture mm -hmm. and brands are telling stories uh to become part of the culture that it is engaging with you create a social media strategy for a customer. If I came to you, what would be the first thing that we would do? Okay, so once our clients are like, yes, Jen, like we wanna to work together, a lot of my clients have already spent money on their branding, which is really important. Um, it, I think that for somebody to put a lot of focus on their social media, and I'm not necessarily talking about like a solopreneur, but for a um, a business with employees that is like, okay, now we want to focus on social media. I think that their branding should already be in place. It, they should have already invested in a website that's set up for SEO. 
and they should already have a nice amount of leads that come to them consistently because I, we are not bringing leads to you. We are now expanding on your branding, which is going to lead to people who will want to do business with you, but we are not a lead generation service. That's not what we're doing. We are literally creating your brand and putting it on social media and showing up every day as like a part of the community. That's one thing that I think is important for people. And that's a conversation I have with people a lot. It probably keeps me from getting customers, but at the same time, I really want to be clear that people understand where they should be whenever they start focusing on social media. Because social media is super important, but it's not, your organic social is not a lead driver. You're right. Sorry. And I love the fact that you're transparent about that upfront, because what people and businesses, small businesses, struggle with is understanding that social media really it fits in the brand awareness part of your funnel that part's important <laughs> that part is extremely important because if you don't have brand awareness you have nothing to go down the funnel yeah exactly <laughs> right exactly it's extreme it's the first step it's the first touch in a lot of cases that your customer has seen your brand yeah and then after it's seen your brand then it needs to go to a platform or it's looking for interest or something else. And it's going to go off of social media to learn more about you. Mm. And that's why what you're doing is very important to what brands do, but they can't monetize it because they don't understand. They don't do the math. You know, if you get a hundred thousand people here and you're going to go down, 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 and you're going to fall out, you're going to have 10 people fall out. How much is this worth to you? Yeah. Yeah, and it cost you all the way along the funnel. Yeah, and it's a marathon game. And honestly, like it by not having a strong social presence, you could be losing customers. And so there's a lot that plays into your return on investment, but it really falls under the brand awareness, which um, is a little bit different. To it's a little bit harder to to put that number on. That's important that somebody knows that whenever they're they're coming to work with us and they have those other things already and they're not struggling. They're not like, this is my last, last ditch effort to make something work. Cause that is not what we're here for. Like we're here for you to shine and to show up as a thought leader and an industry leader in your community. That's what we're gonna help you do. And it's super valuable and super fun and rewarding when that is the, mindset that you already know coming into it. We get our content to create with through um, websites. Like I said, these websites are set up for SEO. So they have a lot of information that their ideal customer would want to know. So we have that to take. We also do an intake survey and intake questions and things. And it's really important and some great feedback that we've got it gotten is that we're good at being ex an extension of the brands. There's customers that I have that I've worked with for a while and people don't even know that they're not the ones doing their social because of the way that we're able to come across that we really do feel like the person is still taking over and that's important that's important to us um and so we're always we, we're not cookie cutter we're not the type of company that's just gonna like put out the same content for every customer that we're working with we're super boutique and super um specific and we're creating something for all of our clients that looks really different. So how do you get to the voice of the customer? If you're taking on the voice of the customer, what's the process to understand their voice so that you know how to talk? 
Um, that could be something that I'm just naturally good at, but <laughs> I think that's part of it. To me, I feel like all of the businesses have like their own little things that make them unique, you know, whether it's where they're from or what their relationship is like or the things that they like. And I say relationship because we work with a lot of husband and wife teams. So I think that it's just something that might come kind of naturally to me. It's just getting to know them. Like I said, like we are boutique. And so all of our customers are people that we're in constant communication with. It's not, we have 50 different accounts that just shooting things out. These are all people that I have a relationship with. And then I'm extending that information onto my team. And when you create that content and you get that content all together and it's all there, what is the process to create that content? Because if you're speaking for someone else, who's in the videos what kind of videos are you making um so for our videos we do give our clients a chance to be in the video and that's when we send them a bunch of like video ideas that we update whenever they run out so whether it's monthly or whatever if they have not been up to date with their videos um, we have a lot of other ways that we create videos we lean into the trends on TikTok a lot we use videos that we have that we can repurpose. We try to pull in things that are going on with pop culture. One of our clients is in Oklahoma. So we were able to college football coach quit after saying he wasn't going to quit. Like we were able to create videos around that. Um, it, like this being Black History Month, we're able to create videos around that. Um, we create like celebrity divorce gossip or whatever, create videos around that. If we're not getting video content from them, we just come up with stuff. I've been doing this now for four years. And so coming up with content has never been a problem for me. Like, I think that's one thing that people who aren't in social media yeah. can't quite get a grasp on. It's like, well, what are you posting about? And it's like, <laughs> you just keep posting. It's not, there's never a time where we're like, well, <laughs> guess we won't post anything today. It's like, honestly, there's always too many ideas. Like. All this week, all I keep thinking is like, oh, I should make some memes about the Super Bowl and like, you know, throw that in there and take out the other things that I already had planned to make it more relevant. So I think that there's literally always something that you can come up with. So how do you come up with ideas? I mean, I get that you're naturally gifted. I, I have the same problem. Sometimes you have too many ideas yeah. and not enough time to create mm -hmm. it all. So how do you come up with ideas that you know are going to connect with your audience? So there's a couple different processes that we have. We do have content pillars, things that we can post about for the clients. Um, we always include, and I'm talking about static posts too now, because our static posts in our TikTok videos and our video posting is a little bit different, but we always include like branding in our static posts because those always do well. People like on Facebook and Instagram, you connect more with the people that you know. And so when we post photos of the team, the founders, like they always do the best. We post about them every single week. I also use, I just started working on my March content. I'm always like so far ahead. I have no idea what month it is. Um, so we <laughs> both. Well, you can't see it. Oh, there we go. So I always print out calendars. It disappeared. <laughs> um, and I you print, you have a printer. Yeah, I do. I have a printer. <laughs> um, so I always print out calendars for all my clients. I, I like to look at hashtag holidays to make sure there's nothing super relevant that we might miss. Mm -hmm. Um, it, 
things that are just in general, like for February, obviously we had the Super Bowl, we had Valentine's Day, um, President's Day coming up. Then there's, you know, random days, like, like a, I mean, not even random, but like um, International Women's Day is coming up. So that's one that we don't want to miss. Um, with it being Black History Month, a lot of our clients, we wanted to be sure to touch on that. Um, it, so that's like how I start my month. And then whenever I create strategy every, well, I'm always two weeks ahead, but I create strategy and then my creators create like the graphics and copy with it. Then I do the last to read through and change anything. And then um, we get it scheduled a week out. For our video content, we create weekly. And that's because the trends changed so quickly. So uh, I meet with my video creators at the beginning of the week. We look over all of the trends that we've seen over the last few days um, and talk about the video content that we have from the clients and things that we could add to it, how we could use the trends, um, what type of information we could be giving out. And uh, yeah, that's kind of our content creation process. Well, it's a lot of strategy and it's a lot of yeah. understanding how the market is consuming content and how yeah. they are, you know, what they want to see, how they want to see it, what topics they want to see. And you have yeah. to be immersed in that platform in order to know exactly which way to take your client and yeah. which way to take the conversations. What are some of the things that your clients say about being on TikTok? Do about- They say things like, are we famous now? <laughs> Just like I mentioned about where they need to be in their business, they also have to be people who already understand the power of TikTok and want to be on it. I'm not here to convince anybody that has ill feelings about it, that it's someplace that they need to be. I mean, there was definitely a time in my company where I would try to convince those people, but I'm not here to do that anymore. I mean, the thing is, is that the people who jump on now have a huge advantage. And so I'm excited for them. And they're seeing the they're seeing the power of it. So yeah, they have fun with it. I mean, there I definitely have some clients that are nervous about being on video, but they're like, I'm getting more used to it. And, and they're, but for the most part, they're all like, they're good and they'll be on it. And they're good at getting the video sometimes. And sometimes they're not. And we just work with them. Like I always tell people when I start working with them, you have opportunity to get this video to me and that's going to work out better for you. But if you don't, we're always going to figure out something and it's going to work out fine. Like you don't have to be involved, but it's better if you are. Well, what are some of those, like when I think about the last election last summer and Jagmeet Singh is the politician I was talking about earlier. Some of his videos were, you got him. I'm sorry, I'm thinking, what? You're in the shower, dude. <laughs> like, why are you doing you know a video you're in the shower? About. So why- I know what trend you're talking about. That's a trend. It was a trend. It's a trend. So being yeah. in the shower is a trend. Well, it was, it's not anymore, but yeah, it was this trending thing. And so it was funny. So like, that's what I mean by understanding what's going on on TikTok. Like somebody who's on TikTok would understand it and it would make sense and it would be funny. And that's part of it too. It's okay. like, it's like, it's very much a meme culture. So in with a traditional meme, it's like a picture that we all recognize. Mm -hmm. And then there's text with it that is relevant to the person who's reading it. On TikTok, it's a 
It's either a sound or like a trending idea that we all recognize. And then we're adding to something, we're adding to it something that's relatable, whether it's text or something that we're saying. Um, so it's, it's like very much a meme culture. Okay, so something trends and then everyone goes and does the same thing and shows their version of being in the And show. why it makes sense. Yeah, okay. so that one was a Taylor Swift trend and it was like, please don't be in love with someone else. And so like we did that for one of our plumbers. When people first started doing it, it was like, oh my gosh, like all these people are getting in the shower with their clothes on. Like, that's so silly, you know? And then you like add it, you add text to it, something that would be relatable. So for him, it would probably be something about his opponents or something, I don't know, you know, then the text could make it relatable to whoever it is that. Interesting. Yeah. So you really have to know what's going on on TikTok before you even start creating. It's not like you can go, okay, I mean, when I work with a brand in LinkedIn or Twitter, mm -hmm. I'm going, okay, so what is your brand story? What are we wanting to tell people? What kind of value systems are we looking at? And then we create the content around that. Mm -hmm. For TikTok, it sounds like you have to know what's going on in TikTok. And then you just kind of throw yourself into these situations in order to tell your brand story. So it's definitely more fun and relatable to do that. We do also put videos out there of just them talking. And like, even for myself, when I look at my own TikTok strategy, like there's times where I'm working on trends and then there's times where I'm just like telling information. And so we do both. Okay. The trends can help you. Um, the trends can help you get in front of more people faster. Like if it if it's something that a lot of people are making videos about, then your video will show up on what's called the for you page, which is the feed, and so it could get in front of a lot of people faster by doing the trends. Um, but you want more substance too, and so we include both for our customers, like times where they're talking and times where we're just like doing a trend that could be relatable. Well, that's interesting. That's interesting. Um, is there anything that you would like people to know about your company or what you haven't really expressed about why you? Why would I want to call you up in order to help me navigate the tech talk world? Because it's so foreign to me. We had so much fun and we're really, like I mentioned, like we are super boutique. So we're only working with a handful of people so that we can really give them, um, you know, very customized social media strategy. And it, there's not a lot of agencies who are taking on TikTok right now mm -hmm. um, because it is so different than how we are used to creating content for people. And um, it's something that we've been doing now for actually about a year this month. So we do have a lot of experience behind doing TikTok for brands. And it is a place that people want to be right now. Um, I wouldn't wait too long to jump on because it, um, the every day the window of opportunity gets a little bit smaller, more advertisers jump on, more content yeah. is created. And eventually it'll look a little bit more like Instagram or Facebook where, you know, you start an account and that's pretty much like, you're not gonna really reach a lot of people. So right now there's still so much opportunity for organic reach. Do you think that, okay, so when TikTok started getting big, people started going the, like if you look at the bell curve of how people adopt 
mm-hmm. anything, let alone a platform. You got the people who are really into the next new thing. And they're the ones that are really benefiting from TikTok being there. Then the next thing comes in. Do you think that those people then go to the next thing or do they stay with the platform that they've built their 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 following on? So if they were on Instagram when it first came out, are they still mainly Instagrammers or are they now all over at TikTok and the next they'll go over to the next new thing? Which do you, how do you think people behave? I think that people struggle with that. And I've heard people talk about their struggle with that. Once they, um, once they find a platform that they are able to build a strong audience with, it kind of just depends, you know, like if you have, if you've surpassed the platform, right? And like now you have a name outside of the platform, someone like Gary Vee, mm-hmm. like he, he could have on any platform, he would be relevant. It wouldn't matter. Like if people saw him, they would be like, okay, Gary Vee, I'm gonna follow him here, 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 here. Um, Rachel Peterson is a TikTok marketer and she's known as a TikTok marketer. She has a following on YouTube though, but her biggest thing was on uh, on TikTok. I think that she focuses on video because that's where her, you know, she's been seen. There's, there's people, like I even have a friend, a, a colleague, right? Like somebody who I know who does the same thing that I do. She's always been really big on Instagram and she really struggles with switching to TikTok or even posting content on TikTok, even though she knows the value that it could have for her. She's like, I already have all of this Instagram. And so I think it's hard, even when it was hard for me to decide to go to TikTok. And it was just, I'm gonna push myself to do this. I want a competitive advantage. I want a unique advantage. And I can see that this is gonna be it. And so I just forced myself into it after being comfortable on Instagram. And I'm so glad that I did because I really like the platform. Well, there's all these new ones coming out, right? Cause you got Clubhouse, which which then Twitter made its own version of. My son gave me one the other day. What was it? In with a T, it's not Twitter. Anyway, it's video streaming and you watch kids play video games. That's the thing? Okay. Right. <laughs> I'm feeling really old lately. Can you tell? <laughs> they don't all take, right? I mean, Clubhouse had a nice little peak and then it kind of, I mean, I used to be on Clubhouse every single day and I haven't been on Clubhouse in like six months. And obviously I'm not the only person that exists, but I definitely saw a peak with it and then it kind of just floated. Yeah, you heard about it everywhere and then you didn't hear about it anywhere. Why do you think that is? Why did you, I mean, I know why I didn't jump on, but why did you not jump on to, or stay on the Clubhouse? I really, I actually really, really liked Clubhouse, but I started to go on it less and less because as it was open to more people, the rooms that I was starting had less people that were anywhere close to my ideal customer. Mm-hmm. And so it just became like a really difficult place to be. Cause I'm like, I don't know. I like to, I liked to make rooms in clubhouse and it was really fun for me. And then like at the beginning, it was super fun. I got off of it. Okay. So <laughs> when you were making rooms in clubhouse, how did go take me through that process? Like what were some of the topics that you were talking about? Social media and TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> Really? I never would have guessed. Yeah. Can you imagine? We were talking about TikTok. What? <laughs> what? Social media and TikTok. <laughs> yeah. It was fun. It was fun. But it, you just weren't seeming to get the same feeling or satisfaction. 
that you do yeah. on TikTok. Yeah, and also it's a, that was a that was a time commitment. Like, oh, yes. oh my gosh, Clubhouse was such a time commitment. And the other platforms aren't. Like you can, you know, like you can batch create content and put it out there and I mean, they can be a time suck, but they're not a time commitment like those are. Even I go live on Instagram and TikTok every day. And even that is like nothing like the time commitment that Clubhouse was. It's interesting when you're trying to build something like a Clubhouse room and it's at a certain time at, on a certain day. And if you just don't feel yeah. like doing it at that time of that day, well, suck it up, Buttercup. You got to yeah. do it anyway. And the people yeah. that show up aren't the people that you really want to talk to. Too bad. <laughs> I know that was what would be hard and we always did i i actually i met some really cool people in clubhouse that i'm still friends with mm -hmm. but we would have rooms where they were like ask me anything our q a rooms you know and we would let people up on stage and yeah sometimes it was just like sometimes nobody would get up on stage sometimes a ton of people would get up on stage um it, and and i mean it was fun like i got a lot of great i enjoyed it but it just kind of tapered off and honestly I'm, you can't I'm, do everything. That's that's the one thing yeah. that people have to understand is you cannot do everything. You have to mm -hmm. choose something and make it your thing. And yeah. a business then would then hire people who have made it their thing. Yes. To represent them on those platforms. Yeah. So one of my one of my clients, they're super into brand awareness and they and she has, she worked, she's said, like, I work with four different marketing companies and they all serve different purposes for me. And like, that's just, she's like, I, you know, I hire you guys for social media. I hire these people for PR. I hire these people for my website. I hire these people for SEO. And like, that's just the way that it goes. And that's what a lot of companies want. Hard for mm -hmm. someone like me who does everything that you just said. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, generalists don't mm -hmm. really do well because nobody wants to take the time to figure out what is it that you do when you do a bit of everything. Yeah. And then, so it's really important to um, specialize, which is why when I asked you, tell me what you want to be known for. And you came out with, I want to be known as the TikTok person. It was like a breath of fresh air because it's really, really simple. We know exactly who to go to for what we want. If we want to be on TikTok, mm -hmm. we know that we call Key Art Marketing. Do you work with a lot of agencies who are more general? Like someone like me who would go, okay, I've got a client who is needing to be on TikTok. So I'm going to subcontract yeah. out to you. I have done a little bit of white labeling, but not a lot. And I'm not opposed to it at all. Obviously, I know other people in the marketing industry. So it's definitely something that we can do. But right now, all of our clients, we work directly with. Yeah, it would be important for what you do because you're trying to talk for them too. So you have to know them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, and I did, like I said, we did some white labeling and worked with an agency and I do feel like it was a little bit difficult to give like as much as we normally do. Mm -hmm. And I even had access to the person, like I could communicate with them, but it just, there was like, it was a little bit disconnected. So if I did work with another agency, it would probably be more of a, um, a referral situation. Like, you know, somebody who doesn't offer those services um, just so that we could give as much as we normally do. 
You know, Jen, this has been wonderful. I have really enjoyed getting to know about TikTok and why I need to be on it. <laughs> uh, can't, I don't know. You're the second person to tell me about TikTok. I may have to just jump right on there. But once again, there's so much, you know, by the time I've done my LinkedIn, Twitter, I just don't have time for another platform, which is why if I want my brand on TikTok, I know who to call. Yeah, exactly. And I really, I really do recommend it because of everything that I've said. I really encourage business owners to spend time and effort on TikTok because this, like I said, like we're, we are, like you talked about the adopter curve, like we're still in the early adopter phase of TikTok. There's still so much opportunity and it's not going to be like that forever because we know how this works. Like the advertisers already were given access, like for when TikTok advertising first started, it was way out of like you couldn't get it, it was too expensive. Now it's super affordable. And as more advertisers start to learn that, it's gonna be harder and harder to get that organic reach. Yeah, just like it was when Facebook started having to make money, you know, then Instagram was really great, then Facebook bought it and now forget it. <clears throat> yeah. Twitter, same thing. Um, it's really about always, is there a next new thing after TikTok? Metaverse. Oh, three. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. So we're all going to be actually, you know what? The metaverse might be really good for the environment. In fact, it will be very good for the environment. Yeah. Because if we're spending our money fun. on fake cars and fake consumables, we have don't have the money to consume the real product. We're not using resources. We're not throwing things away because we don't have them in the first place. Might be really <laughs> good for the environment good way to think about it you never know what's going to happen in tomorrow right true but jen Very thank true. you so much i really do appreciate this enjoy the rest of the day and i hope that you and your clients do succeed on tiktok when i do log in there there'll be you and i'll be like okay that's the queen of tiktok i've talked to her <laughs> <laughs> yes exactly thank you so much shane and i really enjoyed it talk to you later bye well, thank you for listening to Brand Appeal, where we talk about brand storytelling in the digital age. This is Shannon Peel, and I had a good time talking with Jen. Not sure if I will be jumping on the TikTok wagon. I can't see it as just doesn't feel like my my vibe. But hey, it might be yours. And if you're a business that is a D to C or a B to C business where your customers are probably a little bit more casual, enjoy that, watching those TikTok videos, it may just be somewhere you want to be advertising and you want to be creating a presence. I'm interested to find out if TikTok is for you. Please go to marketappeal.com and sign in, go to the forum and let me know if TikTok is for you. And if so, please share your a link to your TikTok profile so I can see what you're doing on this platform. Peel out.